0: This is Mary Deters pest and you're listening to Lifelines, where we are learning to be spiritual beings living in a material world. Thank you for joining me today. It's so great to be back here with you on our little podcast, which is increasing in frequency, and hopefully I can keep that up because I have been loving seeing all of you download this podcast and sometimes reaching out to me. Uh, to talk to me a little bit more via email or social media about what you're hearing here. So thank you so much to all of you who tune in. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. And if you aren't sure, you can always check in on my website, notstrictlyspiritual.com, and there is a podcast link there that will take you right to all of the episodes that I've recorded. So let's get on with our topic of the day I recently posted out of the clear blue sky a very short reel on Instagram of me playing my guitar and singing a little snippet of a Patti Smith song called Dancing Barefoot. And I love Patti Smith. I think she is a genius and a mystic and just an amazing poet and songwriter. But I did not really know about this song until I saw it as the intro music for the series Daisy Jones and the Six. And so when I heard this song, it was like caught in my head. I couldn't get it out of my head. And I just felt like I need to sing this song. But I haven't really played my guitar in years. It was buried in the back of my office closet in its big old guitar case with lots of stuff in front of it so I could barely get to it and it just gave me this ready-made excuse to never pick it up. And this Patty Smith song for whatever reason was the spark I needed. So I ordered a guitar stand so that I can keep my guitar out in my living room where I can see it all the time every time I walk by. And I went online and I got the lyrics and the chords to this song. And just played it one afternoon, and I was having so much fun with it. I just was like, What the heck? I'm gonna put a minute of this song up onto Instagram. And you know what? Here's the thing I knew it was not by any means a best performance for me. It was rough. Um, The chords and the playing is always rough for me, just because a guitarist is not my first instrument. My voice is my first instrument. Um, I knew it wasn't perfect. But for me to put that one minute snippet of music of myself singing and playing out there on the social media world into the social media world was kind of a big step for me because I've always been a perfectionist when it comes to performing. I sang in a rock band for many years. I sang in a folk group back in the 70s. I always say I, I sang and It was not ironically. We sang it for real. Um, I wrote music. I wrote songs. And I was never willing to take a chance and play something unless I thought I could do it almost perfectly or as close to perfect as I thought I could get it. But that can be a very limiting way to live, not just in music, but in all things. And I find as I get older... I get a little bit more like my mom who was the consummate performer and was always ready to entertain. Even if the person playing her playing the guitar or the piano wasn't great, even if the guitar wasn't perfectly in tune, she didn't play. So she always needed someone to accompany her. Even if it was just a crazy situation, she was always just like, sure, I'll sing. Cause she was like such a ham. She was such a performer. Amazing. Um, And I was not like that at all. And now, when I wanted to post that snippet on Instagram this week, it was like I felt a little bit of my mom coming out in me. So anyway, let's get back to the story, I digress. I posted this little reel, and you know, a lot of my friends gave it some likes, and a couple of people were like, yeah, Mary, because you know, it's something they don't see me do, ever. But then somebody I am not really in contact with at all, but just know professionally, um, left a comment and said, you're so confident and so brave to do this. And I wish I could be like this. And I got to tell you, that really stuck with me. Because my first thought was, yeah, no, I'm not confident. Um, I'm not confident at all. And I don't consider myself brave because I was nervous even as I did it. And yet being brave is really about doing something even though you're still a little bit afraid. Being brave doesn't mean you do something and have no fear. Being brave means you kind of are a little bit afraid and you're going to do it anyway And to me, there's like a fine line between uh, bravery and foolishness. Some people might think I was crazy for putting that up there because it's not this polished performance that's been, you know, treated with all the right effects and cleaned up and I didn't perfect the song. So some people might be like, that's a stupid thing to do because it doesn't show you in a good enough light. And other people think it's brave. So there's that fine line there between, uh, yeah, am I brave or am I just goofball? Um, And I think I'm probably both in some senses. So I wanted to talk a little bit about this idea of confidence and courage and bravery and fear, because those things are all interwoven. You're not brave or courageous without also having fear. Fear lives inside those things, which is what makes being brave and courageous so challenging. And the confidence piece, mm, I think a lot of us go through this life thinking we're imposters. I'm first in line among them. Um, Confidence is not something I ever associate with myself, even though someone else might see me and think I'm confident, if that makes any sense. Because I'm always operating from that place of, I'm going to give this a shot. I'm going to hope I do okay with this. And taking that chance. So here's the thing. You can, you can find loads of great sages and super smart people who will... That fear and bravery are two sides of the same coin, right? Um, Mark Twain said, courage is resistance to fear mastery of fear, not absence of fear. And we could even go even bigger than that to Nelson Mandela, who said courage is not the absence of fear, but the triumph over it. The brave man is not he who does not feel afraid, but he who conquers that fear. And of course, none of us are going to be asked to face the fear that Nelson Mandela had to face in his years where he was wrongly imprisoned and yet could maintain hope and could maintain that bravery in the face of fear. But we can look at that and say, well, if if he can feel that way in the midst of what he had to face, certainly we can do it on Instagram when posting a song or at our job when we decide to strike out and make a suggestion or volunteer to take on a project we thought maybe we weren't quite ready for, whatever it might be. It's not about not being afraid and it's not about feeling so confident that you're not going to fail that you are willing to do it, right? We are always going to fail. That's going to be part of the equation. And it's only because we fail that we get better at what we do and we learn, right? The lessons in the failure are what push us forward and move us to the next step. So when I go back and look at that snippet that I posted a few days ago, I'm gonna tell you there's part of me that wants to take it down. I, I posted it, it was kind of fun. Now I go back and I see all the people who are liking it and I see people commenting and I think, you know, I shouldn't have posted it until I really mastered the song. You know, I shouldn't have posted it unless my hair looked better until I lost five pounds or more than five pounds. Um, I'm never going to start looking younger, so I can't say I should have posted it when I started looking younger because that's not going to happen. But I did look at it and think, man, I'm getting old. So there were all these things that went through my head after the fact that made me say, maybe I should just take it down and then it vanishes and nobody has to see it anymore anymore. And, and then I thought, no, that's not why I did this. I did this for pure enjoyment. I didn't do it because I'm the best guitarist or the best singer or the best singer of this Patti Smith song, not by a long shot. I didn't do it to get a singing job. I didn't do it to impress anyone. I did it because it was pure joy for me. And that's why I did it. And that's a big difference. At 60 years old, from where I was when I did this at 20 years old, I can tell you that for sure, even when I was 30, even when I was 40, there is a very different prism that I look through at this point. And so much of what I do now is about joy. It's about seeking joy, seeking beauty, and taking that fear and saying, I don't care if there's fear, I'm going to do this anyway. And then not second-guessing myself and not going in and trying to reconfigure something to make myself look better. Brene Brown has said, you can choose courage or you can choose comfort, but you cannot choose both. And she has also said, choose the great adventure of being brave and afraid at the exact same time. That's a great quote. Choose the great adventure of being brave and afraid at the exact same time. So it's not about confidence. It's not about necessarily being braver than the next person or not having any fear. It's about being afraid and saying, I don't care that I'm afraid. I don't care that I might fail. I don't care that someone might think I'm stupid. I'm going to do this because this makes me happy. And that's a huge, huge realization for me, certainly in my life. So just take a moment now and think about something in your life that you would like to do, but maybe you're letting fear of failure or just fear in general get in the way. What could you do to just go ahead and overcome that? What is it that's keeping you from living the life you want to live. I wish we could have a call-in period, don't you, where we could actually have people call in and answer questions, maybe someday. What would you like to do for the pure joy of it? What is it? Is it dancing, horseback riding, singing, art, some sort of athletic endeavor, um, a professional project or thing that you would like to achieve? writing, whatever it is, maybe you're not even afraid of an audience. Maybe you're afraid of just doing it and seeing it yourself. And that can even be a paralyzing thing, right? How many people say they're going to write someday, or they're going to try painting someday, or they're going to try something someday, the big someday out in the middle of nowhere where we never get to, right? Because wherever we get to, it's always 10 steps ahead of us because we are afraid that we'll try something and then we'll look at it and realize we're not good enough. What if you shut down that editor, shut down that inner critic, and just said, I'm gonna do this anyway, and I'm not gonna worry about what someone else says, especially on social media, or I'm not gonna worry about my own inner critic, my own inner voice that tells me I'm not good enough. I am a big believer in taking on new tasks or hobbies or lessons in things to just keep expanding a lifelong learner. I've done everything from hip hop dance and belly dancing, not kidding. I actually have a jangly skirt to pottery lessons, to mixed media classes, uh, to yoga teacher training. You know, when I was nearing 58 years old, um, it was something I'd wanted to do for 30 years, and I had put it off and thought I was past the, past my point of rescue, and yet there it was, just dangling out there, waiting for me to grab it, and I did it, and now I teach yoga four or five times a week and do a whole bunch of other stuff I love. Um, I'm a big believer, like I said, in just tackling something that you've always wanted to do what you were afraid to try. Because you just never know, right? When I started public speaking, when I wrote my book, The Complete Idiot's Guide to the Catholic Catechism, I had to go out and speak. And I had not been a public speaker at that point. I was a writer, thank you very much. And I would like to stay in my basement office at the time and not talk to anyone Uh, at least not in front of a large group. I was someone who in college took speech as a summer class so that I could cut down on the number of times I'd actually have to stand in front of the classroom. And lo and behold, after a few years of doing these talks at various events that I dreaded, I began to realize that I really loved being a public speaker And now I'm a retreat leader and I lead whole weekends. And I can tell you right now that if you had asked me 20 years ago or 15 years ago if that would ever be the case, I would have laughed because there would have been no way I could have seen myself standing in front of an audience speaking or guiding them on a spiritual journey or anything like that. So you never know where the spirit's going to lead you. And so often, we just get in the way, our own way, the way of the spirit, and just block ourselves off from so much joy and fulfillment and happiness. So so here's your challenge until we meet here again in a week or so. Find something. It doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be life-changing. It doesn't have to be a new job or a new location or a big vacation. Find one small thing that you have wanted to do, but have been afraid to try. One small thing doesn't have to be anything enormous. And in fact, don't do anything crazy or dangerous. That's my disclaimer. Find one small thing that maybe you've held back from because you're afraid, afraid of failing, afraid of what people will say, afraid of realizing. Here's the thing you might realize, afraid of realizing that maybe you are good at this thing, And you should be doing more of it. And maybe that's what you're being called to. Sometimes our fear is actually a fear of being good at something and then needing to do something with it. Mm, Fear comes in lots of different shapes and sizes. So this week, I want you to go out there. I want you to be brave and afraid at the exact same time and find one little thing that you've been putting off because of your fear of failure, or fear of people, or fear of whatever, and tackle it. doesn't have to be big. One little thing. Maybe you're the only one who's going to know about it. You don't have to be crazy and put it on social media like I do. But email me or reach out to me through social media or my website, not spiritual.com, if you go ahead and do something and feel fantabulous when you're done. And let me know how it goes. So go out there. And remember, as Brene Brown says, you can choose courage or you can choose comfort, but you can't choose both. So choose courage. This is Mary de pest and you've been listening to Lifelines. Join me again soon. Subscribe so you don't miss any episodes and head over to notstrictlyspiritual.com and register for my tribe so that you don't miss any of my email newsletters and special events. Peace, love, love blessings, and all the good things that God has to offer you.